It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder Podcast weekend episode. I am your gracious and humble host and bad Dom Pardo impersonator, Eric G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your weekend. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, um, the obligatory look back at that garbage performance versus the New Orleans Pelicans last night. We'll hear from Russell Westbrook in segment number one. In segment number two, we'll hear from Paul George. And we'll talk about the addition of Markeith Morris. Not Marcus Morris, who's still with the Celtics, but Markeith Morris. And we'll discuss whether or not that was a good pickup by the Oklahoma City Thunder. I have my opinions on it. And there's also a little TBD in that. It's kind of a, to me, it's kind of a strange move. I'll explain all that coming up in segment number two. In segment number three, we'll hear from Billy Donovan. And we're going to review a poll. I uh, put out a poll on Locked on Thunder, which you can still vote on now. Um, Of course, all that depends on when you're listening to this podcast. And we're recording this at about 4.45 on Friday afternoon. But you have a little more than 24 hours from the time we're recording this to vote on who the most disliked person is in the NBA right now. We gave you four choices. There could be a fifth. One of them could kind of be a combined thing. We'll tell you who it is, and we'll talk about the Thunder's upcoming schedule as they get off the All-Star break. In a real quick programming note, here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, there will be a day taken off next week. I don't know what day it's going to be. There's some business I've got to attend to, plus it's the All-Star break, and after today, the Thunder don't play for a week. Now, Russ and PG will play in the All-Star game. Hami Diallo is going to participate in the slam dunk competition. But other than that, things are going to kind of go dormant. And unless we need an emergency podcast on that day, um, there will be a day that we take off. I don't know which one it is, but I I will let you know. I would say that we would be here on Monday for sure. Um, watch Twitter, and I'll let you know what day that is. Um, speaking of podcasts, real quick, I found out today that that actually came from the term. I had no idea that the term A was 15 years old, and B, it came from people listening to content that was pretty much spoken word that was for iPods. That's where the term podcast came from. So if you knew that, I didn't, then, well, what do you know? You're smarter than me. And um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but hey, it's just true. And there's a lot of people in the world who are smarter than me. Uh, Real quick, my name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I've been covering the Thunder for five years. If you like what you hear, speaking of iPods, you you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes, 
at LockedOnPodcast.com, at LockedOnThunder.com. Also, Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play Locked on Thunder Podcast, and she'll be more than glad to do it. Or, hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder Podcast, and Google will play this podcast. Complete, total garbage performance from the Thunder last night, for the exception of three players. Russell Westbrook, who netted his 11th straight triple-double and scored over 40 points last night. Nerlens Noel, who got a little playing time on the court with Steven Adams, which I thought was very cool. I like employing the Twin Tower thing, which is something that we talked about when Ennis Canner was here, but we finally got to see it in action last night. And Paul George, and George did not have that great a night last night. He missed an awful lot of shots, but those were the only three guys who showed up to play for Oklahoma City last night. Everybody else had started the All-Star break, after that first quarter. And remember, I thought things were going well at the end of the first quarter because the Thunder go on that, I think it was 12-2, 12-4 run. So I'm like, okay, they're going to build momentum. They'll take that into the second quarter and eventually they'll wear this team out. But it just didn't happen. And normally, I don't get too ticked off about losses like that because you're going to lose to bad teams during the NBA season. Okay? That's a given. But to lose to a team that just got waxed by the Orlando Magic, a team that lost their best player mentally weeks ago, emotionally weeks ago, and then last night lost him physically after the half, and you just completely let, who was it, Holiday and Randall just completely punch you last night. The Thunder were, the Thunder were those kids at school who knew they had a test to study for before spring break, but didn't want to study for it because they had already got into spring break mode. And for some reason, they're shocked when they get it back, they get a D or an F, um, which is pretty much my was my life story up until college. But that's what the Thunder were last night. It was just disgusting to watch them go into the All-Star break playing so listless against the team that, at best, you've got some guys who are auditioning to stay on the Pelicans. Others are probably trying to show everyone that, hey, they can play for you next year, but there's no real incentive for this team to win. I mean, had you lost to the Knicks, who had, prior to last night and beating the Hawks, had lost 17 straight, I I honestly could have lived with that. That would not have been that bad for me because... I could justify it in my mind saying it's very rare that they're going to lose 18 straight. They were due. They came out. They were a little more hungry than Oklahoma City was. Okay. Lose to the Lakers, who were in somewhat of that same boat as New Orleans is with all these guys trying to figure out do they still really have the heart to play for L.A. I could have lived with that because L.A. has an opportunity to make the playoffs. Go on down to Phoenix. Hey, young guys, they they want an opportunity to win at least a quality game, the Thunder or that quality opponent. But the, the Pelicans, no. Because the Pelicans are have just spent about three days, three, four days, actually probably longer than that, pointing fingers at each other and you let them get the better of you. That's not the way you want to go into an all-star break. Luckily for Oklahoma City as a team, aside from those guys that we mentioned that are participating in the all-star break, or the All-Star Game, is you get a long enough break that you don't come back and play till next Friday 
against the Jazz and then the Sacramento Kings back-to-back, and then the Nuggets. So you've got three Western Conference foes, all three playoff teams, two jockeying for position, and one that you're trying to overcome and get to second, get to that second spot in the West. I wanted to go into the All-Star break sharp. The Thunder had other ideas last night, and that, unfortunately, is the way it worked out. As far as Russell Westbrook goes... 11 is the lucky number because that's 11 straight triple-doubles, and now he just needs 11 more total to pass Magic Johnson. And if you want to go scour through these podcasts, I think I started talking about Russ catching Magic Johnson sometime around December or January because he was starting to build that momentum, and it's like, ah, yeah, Russ is going to catch Magic this year. And I want him to catch Magic just because I'm sick of Magic Johnson. That being said, Russ feels like he needs to improve. I'll tell you where I think Russ needs to improve. It's just one simple thing, shooting. Get better. And really, not so much even from mid-range and beyond the arc, because I've kind of given up on that for this season, but just get better from the free throw line this year. The Thunder as a whole have really improved from the as a three-point shooting team, but from the free throw line, just get better this year. That's where I think Russ needs to concentrate on. And last night, I don't know how everybody else was last night after this game, especially those that may have already been checked out, but Russ wasn't taking this loss too lightly. They averaged 117 points against us, um, and it's off the dribble. Big picture standpoint, what do you like about where you're at and where you guys think you can continue to grow? Well, we have a lot of room for improvement. Um, just same thing every single night to be an elite team. So we uh, make sure we go to the break and that we understand our main goal is to win the championship and that's it. What did you like about the Steven Nerlens uh, pairing that you had on the floor? You guys haven't been able to do that much this season. Uh, it was good. Uh, had two big, so we matched up well. Russ, I think you guys have the second longest streak in NBA history of getting like at least 115 points, but you always seem a little bit more concerned with defense. Are you? Is that where your focus is coming out of the break? Yeah. Billy was saying that, as always, in the timeouts, you were trying to pump guys up. In that fourth quarter, what was your message there? Uh, just try to find a way to get a few stops in a row uh, to give ourselves a chance to win the basketball game. Russell, you have got your continuance 11th triple-double tonight, which is still a new record in the NBA. Any special thoughts about this historical moment? No. Russ, uh, obviously disappointed with the loss, but you became a franchise leading scorer tonight. Can you put in perspective you know, what that means? Is it kind of a uh, I mean, I didn't even know I was close, honestly. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, that's crazy, man. Uh, honestly, I don't even uh, kind of caught me off guard. I don't know. Uh, I think about that one, but just uh, truly honored, man, and, and blessed, obviously, um, to be uh, one place, one organization, uh, to be able to, I mean, all-time leading score, but to be in a place is a pretty big accomplishment, I must say. Uh, so I'm just truly thankful, man, and uh, humbled by the accomplishment to all the people that and thankful to all the people out have the opportunity to play with this organization with. I'm just thankful for that. So. Yeah, I know you take pride in being the guy who contributes pretty much every which way you can. Uh, the triple-double streak is kind of that's reflective of that. How do you feel like you 
individually or by playing as you go in the and kind of how you've adapted your game this season? Um, I'm feeling a lot better, uh, one day at a time. Um, and I have so much room for improvement, um, just for me personally, because I know how good I can be and how much I can bring to the game um, and to help this team be successful. So I'm very, very optimistic, and that's why I never worry about what's going on because I'm very confident in what I'm able to do um, in the game. Um, and I have my hand on all aspects of the game. So regardless of what happened, I find ways to impact winning. And I feel like uh, the best players in the world always impact winning. So whatever that is, if you impact winning by rebounding, then do it. Score, defend it. Um, I feel like I can do everything. Um, so I, I'm, I'm my biggest critic, so I'm OK. Everywhere, because I do everything. And that's just how it is. I, I, I pride myself on being a better rebounder, the better defender, the better being more efficient. Um, whatever, being a better passer on time, more targeting to my teammates, uh, being a better leader every night. Um, it's a lot that goes into my game, um, into what I do. Um, and I know that if I can do that, we'd be the best team and find a way to win a championship. I honestly didn't know that Russ wasn't the leading scorer for the Thunder. Maybe I should have looked that up. I, I guess I kind of knew that Kevin Durant was, but it didn't shock me last night when Russ got that goal. Maybe it shocked me that it took him as long as it did to get it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we will hear from Paul George and talk about what Markeith Morris brings to the table for the Oklahoma City Thunder here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, weekend episode. My name is Eric G. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on iTunes. All you have to do is just uh, go to iTunes, uh, look up Locked On Thunder and subscribe. Rate us five stars if you like it. Ask Alexa or your Google smart speaker to play us. Uh, you can subscribe at the Locked On Podcast Network website. That's LockedOnPodcast.com. And listen to us in your car, on your way to school, on your way to work, on your way to church, on your way to wherever. Just stay with the Locked On Thunder podcast. We truly do appreciate it. Thunder did make an addition yesterday, and unfortunately, they made an addition while we were recording, so we weren't able to talk about it. Um, I guess it's not really official because the Thunder haven't sent out a release, but you know by now, Markeith Morris 
Twin brother of Marcus Morris, former Kansas Jayhawk, will be joining the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, his numbers this year are pretty much in line with his career average. You're talking about a guy that's grabbing just over five rebounds a game, and he was averaging uh, for his career, it's right at about six rebounds a game. He's averaging about 11 points per game, which is in line with the career average, and he's a 33% uh, shooter from beyond the arc this year. Again, all right in line with his average. Um, minutes per game, I think it was like 12 minutes per game this year. So wasn't getting a whole lot of playing time for Washington. My hope for Markeith Morris is that if you have a banged up Jeremy Grant who has just got a little wear and tear on his body and you need to bring him along a little bit slower to get him ready for the playoffs or just need to rest him a little bit more, that Morris can kind of plug that hole when Grant rests. Even if you're sitting him out for a couple of games and Patrick Patterson has to start, then Patterson can get some much-needed rest. Um, he's not, I mean, his numbers are what they are, and that's what he's going to give you every night rebounding. That's what he's going to give you every night scoring-wise, and that's what he's going to give you from beyond the arc. He can play some defense, which is always good, especially down the stretch, but the Thunder still have to figure out what they're going to do with at least one other roster spot. Most people, and myself included, do think that Deontay Burton is going to get that roster spot, although there are times when Billy Donovan talks about him that I'm just not 100% sold that that's what the Thunder are going to do. You've got a couple of guys on 10-day contracts, but you have an entire week so starting from last night, and if the Thunder front office started the way that the Thunder players did, about six minutes through the first quarter, you were already thinking ahead to what you were going to do with this week off to maybe try and plug some holes. But you don't need to get to 15. It would be nice just for depth. And I also don't know what the Thunder organization is thinking about Andre Robertson coming back. That is a huge discussion right now for Oklahoma City. Is Andre Robertson coming back? Is he not coming back? My feeling is we've seen the last of Andre Robertson in a Thunder uniform. But you're not going to see him again. And the only reason Sam Presti would get out and get him any run this year would be to show other NBA teams that he was healthy. And in the offseason, as much as it might pain the Thunder to do this, it might pain Thunder fans uh, for, you're just not going to get much for Andre Robertson. The most I would give for Andre Robertson right now, if the Thunder, if, if at the trade deadline, we'll just go back to the trade deadline, if the Thunder just decided they wanted to get rid of him, the most I would be taking for him if I was another team would be a protected second round pick. I'm not giving you much because I don't know how healthy this guy is. And what bothers me if I'm trading for Andre Robertson is the setbacks. Not so much the knee injury itself, but the setbacks. And you haven't played basketball in well over a year at this point, so how do I know what I'm getting? What you might be able to do after the season is packaged in a Schroeder with Andre Robertson and make that deal. Um, I would want Dennis Schroeder. I would covet him right now if I'm another team, especially if I needed a starting point guard because he's proven all he needs to prove to be that he can start. Don't know if the Thunder went apart with him. I got to think they might do because of the money and the Dennis may only be here a year. I would hope not, but that's probably the case. And that may be the package that you get is, all right, we'll give you Dennis. 
you're giving us whatever in exchange, but it, but you also have to take Andre Robertson and his expiring contract with it. Paul George last night um, balled out as best he could, missed a lot of shots, but the effort always there with PG, and he spoke after the game. They get everybody's best shot. Um, they came out, they got comfortable. Just one of them nights, one of them nights for Big picture, you guys are 37-20 heading into the break, 25 games left. Where do you see this group right now? Uh, we're good. We're good. We finished still one of the hottest teams, one of the best um, in the past, what, 10 games going into this break. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're good. We're a good group. We got a big piece, you know, Marquis, um, that we're excited for. And, um, we're going to be ready for the second half, I think. Uh, I don't know him very well, but I know him a little bit. Passing battles out easy. Right. It's, well, it's been a while since you've had a night where shots just didn't drop. Did you feel like you were getting good ones tonight? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, a couple of them you know, was in and out um, where it felt really good. Um, a couple of them, you know, I wish I could have had back. Um, but just going forward, knowing the personnel of a guard or a defender like Drew, um, I should have got to my spots and made the game a lot easier than what I did today. It seems like whenever you're either not here or you're not making those shots, Russ somehow steps up and has really efficient shooting nights like he did tonight. Mm -hmm. what, what is it about him that allows him to do that and fill in? Um, yeah, it's tough. You know, when I'm not going, it's, it's like we, we take turns. Um, but, you know, Russ is, he's going to battle. He's, he's going to... He's going to bring it. Regardless, he's going to bring it. Um, I think that's what always makes my job so much easier is the pressure taking off of me that, um, that I can just go out there and just play. Um, and, and I know Russ is going to do the same. Um, you got two guys that lead that. Everybody else pretty much follows that. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, he's a competitor. He's going to make plays. And um, that's what he did tonight for us. And, pro and probably you may have already known that Russell has made a new NBA record, continuing like 11th triple double tonight. Any special feeling about his performance? It's always special. Uh, it's always special for him to continue on doing that. Um, you know, that should be the, the stat that we keep track of and we keep giving attention to. You had mentioned wanting to get to your spots more against Holiday. What did you mean exactly? Um, just playing closer to the basket in post-up situations um, instead of pick and roll where that's at his advantage, um, where he's a smaller guard. He can climb up, fight through screens. Um, he has quickness. Um, I should have made the game easier with post-ups, knocking off balance, um, and just getting to my shots in a closer, tighter area. What does your hand make the touch? Who? Um, he's scrappy. You know, he's scrappy, and uh, he takes pride in defense. Um, not a lot of guys do. Um, I got the utmost respect um, for his approach and, and how he, you know, defends and um, you know wants to play defense. Well, for the guys that play in the game, the break is not a super long break. But how do you treat those days after? Like, what do you want to get out of it? Do you try to shut down for a couple of days? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, enjoy just. 24 hours of straight family, um, just enjoying the day off, just taking my mind away from the game, um, kind of just, you know, recharging the batteries a little bit. That's it.
We'll recharge them, come back, and get ready to play the Jazz, the Kings, and the Nuggets. Get ready to win. Go 3-0 and in those games. Show us that you're recharged, Paul. Actually, I mean, how can I criticize you? You've played your butt off all year long, and you're an MVP candidate. Um, I think we're just ready to see the Thunder um, turn that corner or get as close to turning that quarter as they can from going to being contender in the West to... And I don't know. I mean, going from being really good team, that's probably a better way to say. Go from being really good team in the NBA West to going to being a contender in the NBA West. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll hear from Billy Donovan, and um, we'll give early poll results on who you think is the most disliked person in the NBA right now. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The easiest way to listen to this and Locked On Sooners is say, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can also get them to play Locked On Pelicans, uh, which would be good to listen to right now as Dale Dimps has been let go as GM, which is some complete and total crap that he's being let go. He told Magic and the Lakers to stick it. That dude should not have been fired. That dude should have a bronze statue outside the Smoothie King Arena or the Smoothie King Center or whatever the hell it's called. Dell Demps, you are my hero because you gave Magic the middle finger. Um, also, subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes and LockedOnPodcast.com and listen in your car. Uh, speaking of Dale Demps, I decided to do a poll today on who the most disliked person in the NBA is. And according to you, here were your choices. Kevin Durant, Rich Paul, Anthony Davis, and Magic Johnson. And I guess, um, just being honest, we could have said Rich Paul and slash LeBron James since LeBron James seems to be controlling Rich Paul. My vote would have been for Magic because I think Magic is orchestrating all this too. And Magic as a domino effect with the way the Lakers acted with Paul George, and now they have acted with Anthony Davis, and just the sheer arrogance Magic is showing about trying to destroy small market teams or media market teams makes him the most disliked person in the NBA. I did not think Magic could supersede Kevin Durant as the most disliked person in the NBA, but right now, he's number one on my list. But according to you, and with a little less than 100 votes, um, you guys are saying KD. Probably shouldn't be surprised it's Oklahoma City. And, hey, let's face it, we all still can't stand KD. Billy Donovan, after last night's game, I'm keeping a stiff upper lip. They averaged 117 points against us, um, and it's off the dribble. Um, obviously, 
when you do do a good job containing the dribble, they have big guys that can kind of make some plays. And, um, you know, I thought up front uh, on the glass, and then obviously around the basket, you know, they made a lot of plays. And, uh, and, then, and then they didn't take a high number of threes, but they shot the ball off. And they made shots when they didn't make shots, but they all, you know, they're putting it down and they're driving it. And, uh, you know, at times we have a difficult time containing the ball. Did your turnovers help their offense in any way? Well, I thought in the first half, they, some of the turnovers led to them getting behind our head and getting some easy runouts. I thought the difference in the first half was it was a three-point game, but I thought we gave them some runouts. Uh, they get behind our head. Um, I thought up front, you know, we needed to maybe have more presence defensively um, around the rim as a team. Um, and then I think the other part of it was we had in the first half. You got to look at Steven and Nerlens together, which you've been able to do a ton. What did you think of it? We'd worked on it the last couple of days, just trying to get those two guys comfortable with what we need to run and how we need to space the floor, because obviously neither one of them are three-point shooters. Um, so I thought out, when we did it out there, it was good. I think it's something we can maybe build off of a little bit. There was times where it got a little bit you know, stagnant. I thought when Davis didn't play in the second half, you know, we started with neurons out there together and then you know, tried to get a little bit, a little bit more floor spacing by going back with Patrick. Uh, but I liked what those guys did in the first half and I got to do a little bit in the second half. Obviously, Paul didn't shoot the ball well. How much of that is him missing some shots he makes and how much was Holiday? Obviously, a great defender. Well, I mean, Holiday worked hard. I thought, you know, Terrence worked hard on Holiday. Um, you know, I think Paul's shown, you know, he, the, the tear and the run he has been on for such a long period of time that he's more than capable of making those shots and doing those kind of things. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have a, a, a great particular shooting. I don't want to take anything away from Holiday because he worked hard. But I think Paul was one of those kind of scores and he didn't really kind of do it against anybody. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's hard to expect a guy every night to go out at 47, 45 and shoot the ball the way he did shoot the ball. It wasn't a great shooting day for him, it happens, but other than that, other than time, he's been so consistent all the way up to this point. Tonight, Rosso had all his 11th triple-double continuously. still a record in NBA history. What do you think of his performance tonight? Well, I thought, you know, Russell's energy trying to lift up our team kind of kept us around, kept us hanging around. Um, you know, he really played downhill. He got to the basket. Um, that was the biggest thing, you know, as he got to the rim. And then he was able to, you know, find people and he did. But I, I think his energy and his inspiration was just trying to keep the guys, you know, in because, I mean, just calling like it was. We did not have the pop, in my opinion, that we needed to have. I think our guys were trying. We didn't have it in some spots tonight, and that's part of it. But I think Russell, as as he always does, you know, he he was trying to will those guys in timeouts and and get our team, you know, fight. And we did. You know, we came out of that third quarter, that, that timeout in the third, and we got a couple quick baskets, and then we got it down to you know five or six, and we just never could get over the hump. I thought the big shot, you know, was I think we down to six, and maybe Holiday made a three. Um, went back up to nine, and we just got it back down to six again. We never really could get in under under six. Um, you know, uh, but I thought our guys tried. We just didn't have it like Also, um, one note, um, I'm glad for the days off for Steven Adams and him not playing in the All-Star break because it looks like he needs to get right. And with that, we wrap up this weekend episode. We will be back on Monday here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And until Monday, 
Um, enjoy the All-Star break. Enjoy the All-Star game and the dunk contest and the Futures game tonight. Enjoy all that, all that. And just remember, be safe this weekend. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.